listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 265, entitled, How to Raise Prices in Your Lawn Care Business. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions and comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate it. Uh, we've got uh, a few more uh, reviews uh, this past week on iTunes, and uh, that is uh, just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, as I've said in the past, uh, you know, it's the single most important thing you guys can do uh, to help uh, you know, share that social proof for the podcast that you guys really do uh, get value from these episodes. So I really appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Uh, so I'll just uh, do a couple of shout outs here for those uh, that have uh, left uh, some of these uh, newer reviews. So all the way from the United Kingdom, uh, we have uh, from somebody called the Green Keeper uh, GM. Uh, and he gives a five star review and says uh, here from the UK. Hi, Julio. I've been here from uh, last year and only last month kickstarted my lawn care business here in Hampshire in the UK. Thanks for the continued in-depth personal knowledge and experience as for a uh, startup business. This is a really important asset to have. Cheers, buddy. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening to the podcast and for uh, taking out the time uh, to leave a review on iTunes. I really do appreciate that. Uh, next, we have a uh, review from the United States from uh, somebody uh, with the username of Jeff Blocker or Jeff Bockers. Uh, and uh, it says, uh, stumbled upon your podcast. It says, I've stumbled upon your podcast and love it. You have great tips. I uh, have my own lawn care business part time and I still work a normal nine to five. You have given me some great tips. Thank you very much. I also wanted to know if you sell any swag. I would love to get a hat. Uh, Jeff Bacchius from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jeff, for uh, leaving uh, that review. I really do appreciate it. I don't uh, at the moment have any swag. I did at one point uh, have a bunch of t-shirts and stuff that you could buy off of uh, uh, or through Amazon. Uh, and uh, I had those for a few years, a bunch of the, uh, when I started like the entrepreneur shirts and all that sort of stuff, I had all that stuff out there. And uh, I have uh, since taken uh, most of that stuff down. I think I've actually taken all of it down um, and just sort of regrouping in uh just sort of thinking of uh, some other options uh, that I want to do. Uh, but I'll keep you guys posted definitely uh, when I do uh, uh, get some swag uh, happening uh, there. So thank you very much for uh, leaving that review. I really do appreciate it. And uh, for all of you guys, uh, just a reminder that uh, I am giving away uh, some Lawn Care Business Success podcast stickers if you leave a review on iTunes for me. Uh, just uh, go ahead, leave a review, and then just send me a quick email and just let me know that you uh, left a review and uh, let me know your mailing address and I'll uh, send out a sticker for you. So thank you uh, very much uh, for all of you guys who have done that. 
So this week, um, with all of the uh, positive feedback and the messages that I've been getting from people saying uh, that the content has really been helping them out, has really been making a difference uh, in their lawn care businesses, I really wanted to, you know, hone in on that. That really excites me. When I hear feedback like that, uh, that the content that I'm creating is not fluff, it's not... Um, just a waste of time or anything like that, that it's actually making a measurable difference in your businesses, uh, which in turn uh, makes a difference uh, in your lives, which in turn, you know, affects your families and your children and all that stuff. What more could I ask for for that? Like that is absolutely phenomenal. So I wanted to continue on that trend this week and uh, talk about how to raise prices in your lawn care business. We all have been there, especially uh, with you guys just starting out. You're, you know, going through that same trap, uh, so to speak, that same, you're making the same mistakes that everybody makes in this business. And there's nothing to be ashamed about uh, when, you know, we talk about it as far as, you know, being that low baller uh, starting out because you don't know uh, how to price. Uh, You know, a lot of times this may be your very first experience uh, with a business, um, with figuring out uh, any sort of, uh, you know, business like that, like marketing and uh, what things cost and how to actually run a business, uh, you know, lawn care for a lot of people, you know, this is their first uh, foray or for, I think that's the word uh, for, uh, you know, getting their feet wet into being a entrepreneur. And you make those mistakes of underpricing jobs. And it almost is like, um, you know, in some cases, putting like chum in the water for the sharks to come uh, when you're new in business. And it's like you have this sign around your neck uh, saying that you're new in business and you don't know what you're doing uh, because those sharks will come. Those homeowners, those uh, property owners that uh, are looking to take advantage of the situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of them uh, can uh, smell the fear uh, that you're putting off uh, when you're going out there and pricing your first jobs and stuff. And, you know, in the beginning, when you don't know what that stuff costs, what it costs you to actually run your business, uh, you, you know, a lot of cases I've talked about how, you know, with my own lawn care business, uh, you know, the first years and things like that, where, you know, you would at the end of the year, come tax time, you're doing your books and all that sort of stuff, you're getting it all thing and you're looking at the bottom line and all the numbers and that's where it sort of sinks in and you're like, like really? Like that's it? Like that's what I made for this year? You know, it sounded good month to month, you know, when I was billing customers and all that stuff. It sounded like I was making a lot of money, uh, but you know, after expenses and all that stuff, like that cost of doing business, what was left over, it was like, there's like, you know, you could be working at a part-time job somewhere for more money than, uh, you know, and way less work and hours that you put into your own business in a lot of cases. So you have to be mindful of your pricing. And, 
you know, you guys know that I launched the uh, Lawn Care Business Success Academy, uh, and the first course that I put out was uh, How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Uh, so that's available for you guys. If you have nowhere to start, you don't know, you know, anything in, you know, this is your first uh, uh, time in starting a business. If you want to, you, everybody talks about knowing your numbers. We've heard that a million times. And uh, in that course, I break it down what knowing your numbers actually means, how to uh, figure out what a profitable hourly rate would be for your individual business. Uh, so that's there in that uh, How to Price Lawns Profitably course. If you're interested, you can find it uh, at LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com uh, and then just go to the Academy section. So LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash Academy. If you're uh, on the homepage, just uh, look in the uh, menu items and you'll see the Academy section as well. Or you can uh, just head straight to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com as well. And that'll get you uh, over there uh, as well. And that course is there as well as the other digital download products uh, that I have, like uh, the uh, landscape maintenance uh, contract, the eight-page landscape maintenance contract, the uh, employee handbook uh, there as well. Uh, and uh, some other things. And there'll be uh, more things added uh, as time goes on. Uh, I'll be adding a lot, especially uh, come towards the fall uh, when lawns and things kind of wind down for the year. Uh, then uh, I'll be uh, doing a lot more of those courses and things and having some other things uh, there as well. But that, you know, gets you started. But what the topic for this particular episode that I wanted to uh, talk about is what happens when, you know, you figure that all out. So say you've been in business, this is your first year or maybe your second year, or sometimes, you know, you can price lawns, uh, improperly even after a few years, uh, in business. And I'll tell you like this happens to me as well. Uh, you know, and the, the, and I know exactly when it happens. It happens after the long winter. After the fall, everything's wound down. We head into winter. I'm not mowing lawns. You know, it'll snow here and all that sort of stuff. And you, you have those winter months off, the three uh, or three to three and a half months off. And, uh, you know, come springtime when the phones, those first early phone calls start, the ones that are like late February, uh, early March, those phone calls start to come in and you go out and you're, you know, kind of excited, but you haven't been in that routine. You haven't been in that rhythm. That's those first few lawns each season are the ones that I find typically that if I'm not paying close attention uh, to my pricing, that those are the ones that I'm going to mess up on. And so it's, it's really like, you know, if you call early in the season, you're, you're bound to get a better deal uh, because I'm raring to go. I've got, uh, you know, I'm tired of being home uh, as much as I love doing the podcast and all that stuff and all the interviews and stuff I do in the winter, you know, it's, it's lawn cutting time. So I want to get out there and you're excited to get out there. You go do those first 
few, uh, you know, quotes for the season. And that is the time where I tend to mess up uh, if I am doing, uh, you know, quotes is those first few. And it'll only be like maybe the first one or this and the second one at the most. And then, you know, I kind of get into that rhythm get into that routine and, and I start pricing uh, higher after that as well. I think another part uh, to do with that is also that uh, over the winter, when I'm sending out my uh, renewal letters and all that sort of stuff, you have customers that don't renew. You have those customers that have moved uh, over that uh, you know period, or they're planning on moving and uh, they're not renewing, and you know for whatever reason. And uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes uh, customers will pass away as well. Uh, you know, over that uh, break of uh, three months, three and a half months when you're not there each and every week. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're looking at your start and you're going, okay, you know, I've missed a couple or, you know, lost a couple, one or two clients here. So, you know, those first few calls come in, like I said, and you're just eager. And those are the ones where I tend to make mistake. So here I want to talk about, uh, so what do you do when you're in that situation? You've got some lawns that, uh, you know, you've figured out now how to price lawns profitably for your own uh, business. Maybe you've taken the course. Maybe you've figured it out on your own. Uh, how do you do it? How do you uh, adjust those prices? So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll uh, get it right into it. At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Okay, so how do we price lawns uh, or raise those prices? It can be difficult. It's a very much a mindset thing to think uh, because you are in that mindset that, you know, you've gotten those customers. You don't want to lose those customers. You don't want to lose any customers. Uh, you know, you want to build customers. You want to be taking away customers. So you're always intimidated in raising those prices, but the writing is on the wall. The minute that you figure out what your profitable hourly rate is, and you apply that to those jobs, and you realize that those jobs are underpriced, that you're, you know, in some cases, losing money uh, to provide those jobs, then the writing is on the wall. There is no choice. You can't look at it in terms of, you know, I want, I don't want to lose this customer because if it's costing you money to go and do that job, then it's not worth having that customer if they're not willing to, you know, have a price increase. So once you figure out uh, those prices, it's basically like, you know, pulling off a bandaid. So what I will say though, is that just in terms of customer service and professionalism. If like, here we are, um, you know, in the middle of August and you've started out with a client that you've quoted in the spring 
and you're mowing their lawns and you're just, you know, maybe you've taken the course, like I said, or you've, you know, decided to, uh, you know, hit the books, you know, and do some calculations, sharpen your pencil, uh, and, and figure it out. And you've realized that these jobs are underpriced. What I would say is if you're absolute, if it's like absolutely costing you money, then you would have to go to that customer now, mid-season. But if it's not costing you money, if it's like you're breaking even or you're uh, making uh, a profit, but it's just not, you know, as much profit as you do on other jobs and you'd like to, you know, raise that price, keep it in line with everybody else, what I would say is I would probably keep the price the same for this season, I would finish out the season just for the sake of professionalism because I don't think uh, it looks professional to change somebody's price mid-season. If they've, you know, you've gone in the beginning of the year, you've quoted and all that stuff, unless there are some circumstances that completely change. For example, I, um, you know, I've talked about how the price of uh, living here where I am is very expensive. And there was times, uh, and, you know, we all see prices in fuel jump. But there was a, a few years where just from, you know, the beginning of the year to mid-year, the prices were increasing so much for fuel that a lot of uh, businesses like trucking companies and delivery companies and even here uh, on the West Coast, uh, we have a ferry system uh, that ferries people from uh, the mainland of Canada, uh, Vancouver, uh, across to uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, and uh, there's a ferry system. So, and they would have a fuel surcharge tacked on to the uh prices for people to go on to the ferry and bring their cars on and all that sort of stuff uh, for a period of time because the price of fuel had gone up so much. So if there's a, you know, a circumstance like that, then I think you're all justified in raising your prices mid-season. If it's something like that, where, you know, everybody is going through the same thing, like the price of fuel has gone up a lot and, you know, trucking companies and uh, taxi companies and ferries and all that sort of stuff, like uh, say transit and things like that, like all those um, businesses that rely on fuel to provide their services are having to raise their prices because, you know, the cost of fuel obviously is impacting their business. Then because you are a business that runs off of fuel, your truck has to have fuel to pull the trailer your lawnmowers and trimmers, everything runs off of fuel. So you would be, you know, 100% justifies in raising your price mid-season, whether it's tacking on a fuel surcharge because of the price. And you could have like, hey, you know, the, if the price, you know, exceeds such and such per gallon, then a fuel surcharge is applied. Once the price, you know, because we see it all the time where, once the summertime hits, fuel is more expensive. You know, and they say it's the switch to summertime gas blends and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I think in reality, it's because people take road trips in the summer, they sell a lot more gas. And, you know, that's why 
they raise their prices typically in the summertime for fuel. But you could have a fuel surcharge saying, hey, you know, I need to tack on a fuel surcharge because, you know, the price of fuel is such, you know, this much. When I quoted you, it was way lower. Obviously, that's cutting into uh, the profitability of this job. Once the prices drop back to their normal rate, uh, if and when they do, then that fuel surcharge is taken off. So that's one way to do it for something like that. And that's one way to justify if your price increases, uh, you know, something like that, that you have to do mid-season. But if, you know, everything is stable in that sort of sense, and it's not because of something like that, uh, like a fuel, something that's out of your control, it's just that you priced the lawn improperly and it's a bit lower, for that professional look, for that uh, just customer service and to just keep it um, simple across the board, not ruffle any feathers. I would keep your price the same, especially if it's like here we are and it's August, you know, we're like going into mid August. You have like the rest of August, September and October, basically for uh, most of North America here for their lawn cutting seasons. And that's it. So you got like two and a half months left. That's like, uh, you know, um, uh, Potentially, if you're cutting on a weekly basis, another, um, you know, 10 cuts or so to do. So, you know, I would typically I would keep it the same. That's what I've done from my experience uh, in the past is I would just keep the price the same uh, currently if you're this far into the season and it's not something that is, you know, completely dramatically uh, changing. But what if, uh, what happens at the end of the season? Well, I would definitely raise your prices. So, you know, if you've gone, uh, this, the rest of the season, you know, that you've been, uh, you know, undercharging, you kept the price the same, uh, for this season. And, you know, now it, the time rolls around. Well, you know, you're putting out your renewal letter for next season that's when you want to introduce your price increases. Now, depending on the customer, um, some will expect a price increase and, you know, some are going to think that, you know, they're not going to expect a price increase. I'll give you uh, an example. Like I have one customer that, um, you know, she just said to me this year, uh, how much is it this year? And it wasn't, um, you know, how much is it this year so I can decide whether I want to keep you or not? It was implied that, you know, welcome back. And um, it was the first visit that I was visiting her this year. Um, I hadn't talked to her. And uh, she just said, how much is it this year? So she was expecting a price increase. So I told her it was $2 more this year. And uh, she just uh, smile and smiled and nodded and was like, okay, great. And uh, went on with it because they know that the cost of living is going up each and every year. There's, um, and it's one of those, it's one of the toughest challenges you're going to find in this industry when you're starting out is that, you know, there's, there's this misconception on, what 
a lawn mowing costs. You know, people have this idea in their head, and it's because of the, you know, fluctuations in in the type of service that you can hire. You can hire a professional company that has that professional image, that has all that insurance, the licenses, that has your, you know, the truck and trailer, the uniforms, all of the commercial equipment that has a ton of money invested in their business. And, you know, you're going to make every best effort to provide quality, a quality job and quality customer service. But there's also, and no disrespect to any of the uh, younger listeners in the audience, because there's a bunch of young hustlers out there that, uh, you know, know what they're doing, uh, that uh, listen to the show. And, uh, but typically, you know, people think, hey, you know, I can just hire a kid who after school will come and, you know, mow the lawn for $10 or something like that, right? So you're in a business where it's not a lot of skill required to mow a lawn, technically, you know, you can, anybody can push a lawn more, anybody can grab a weed eater and weed eat. Of course, it's not the same. I 100% agree. You know, when I take my string trimmer and I can edge sidewalks that look like I've taken a blade edger to them, that's 15 years of experience that allows me to do that. Versus, you know, you see, I see it all the time, the typical homeowner who's, you know, out there mowing and they're just, you know, they're holding their weed eater on an angle and they're just scalping like chunks of lawn. And then, you know, you see it the next day and it's just brown and, you know, just brown and dead all around the the edges and stuff because they didn't hold the trimmer flat. Uh, You know, they just, they have no idea what they're doing. But the mindset for a lot of people is that, you know, it's just lawn cutting. It's just, you know, anybody can do it. So you're going to have that uh, misconception there um, for the pricing. But, you know, where some people think after, you know, 10 years, 20 years, things like that, that the prices, it's still, you know, 20 bucks to mow your lawn or something like that. And, you know, unfortunately for them, that's not the case. Uh, things change. But like I said, because there is that, you know, ability for what people think, that they can just hire a kid or something like that. They think that, you know, the price should be the same across the board. Thankfully, there's more than, uh, you know, enough good customers out there that realize that that is not the case, that, you know, if they uh, hire uh, just a kid uh, uh, down the street who, you know, isn't uh, a young hustler, who's just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, begrudgingly uh, doing it or, uh, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, but they're not sort of business minded, like a lot of the great uh, young hustlers that listen to the show. Um, you know, they think that uh, uh, they they understand that they're not going to get that same quality that that kid or that person or, you know, the guy with the uh, 
beat up old pickup truck or whatever the case may be may just show up, you know, that day it'll be great and, you know, cash under the table and all that. But then next week it doesn't show up. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, he's just not as committed. It starts raining. He's not there or it's too hot. He's not there where if you're a dedicated professional and you're trying to build your business, then, you know, you understand that your reputation uh, it's in your best interest, obviously, to do the best work and to uh, get out there and hustle and do your jobs. I've talked about so many times how, you know, a lot of days where I would just skip lunch and stuff, because for me, uh, not having employees and stuff, I have that freedom. I don't have to stop and, and let employees, you know, have a half hour off or whatever like that. I rather just a lot of days just like skip through it, get all my lawns done and, you know, get home early sort of thing. So you have that uh, freedom uh, to do that. And uh, so a lot of my customers, they understand that. They value that. They know that I am out there to do their job and to do it to the best of my ability. And that I'm going to, uh, you know, make those edges crispy, that I'm going to, um, you know, blow off their properties, all their, you know, the paved stones and all that sort of stuff and, and sidewalks and driveways. And I'm going to leave it nice and tidy. I get the uh, compliments all the time from, from clients that I have who say things like you always leave everything so nice and tidy uh, or customers that are just like constantly thanking me um, for uh, the work I do. In fact, I'm actually uh, speaking of, uh, uh, merchandise and, and stuff like that, uh, and t-shirts, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, I'm actually wearing a shirt, uh, uh, that I think I talked about uh, on the podcast. Uh, it says uh, on it, uh, lawn enforcement officer. And it's a shirt, uh, ironically that a customer bought for me. They saw it at a store and, uh, their kids, uh, really liked it and wanted to pick it up for me. And so they surprised me with this T-shirt. Uh, and ironically, it's kind of funny because the uh, client is a police officer. So uh, it was kind of a, a double uh, thing. But they're one that always comes out. They're always uh, complimenting me on the work. And they're always so thankful and, uh, you know, overly grateful sometimes. It's, sometimes it's like uncomfortable, like how um, happy they are with the work and, uh, you know, with uh being so grateful that I'm there doing the job. There's those customers that understand that and they don't flinch when the price goes up because they know that you're there you know, all the time, that you're not putting their lawn off to you know, go do some other job and you know, skip it this week because you can make more money on some other thing or you know, if it gets you know, too rainy that you're not going to show up or if it gets too hot that you're not going to show up. They know that I'm there. I am reliable. Rain or shine, if it's their mowing day, you know, their lawn is going to get done and it's going to get done the best that I can do it. Those crispy edges, those straight lines, you know, it's going to be done how they expect it so that the consistency is there throughout the lawn, not only with my own performance, but with how the lawn looks throughout the year, you know. They love looking at their house. It's the biggest investment of their lives. They love, you know, seeing their gardens and stuff like that and, you know, having that lawn uh, all done up. So, you you know, those are the customers uh, that you want to target. So that mindset that I was talking about earlier 
uh, is something that you have to start uh, training yourself on. So uh, let's take another quick break and then uh, we'll continue on. Hey, Lawn Care Nation. Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field. How to spot red flags and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com. Okay, so uh, as I was talking about uh, before uh, the break there, you know, that mindset is something that you have to get over. So once you get to that point where you think, okay, I know what it's going to cost me, you know, you just go and do it. You go and you raise your prices. And, you know, you understand that as a lawn care business owner, especially if you're a single owner operator, think about it this way. There's only so many lawns that you can service on your own each and every week. And you want to have the best, most profitable lawns to service during that time. I use this explanation to explain to customers as well, who around this time, you know, mid-August when lawns are starting to dry out and they are calling to say, hey, can you skip a lawn? Can you like not mow it this week and stuff? Even though, you know, they know that we go from a weekly mowing to a bi-weekly mowing. So I'm mowing the lawn every second week. And, you know, you have that occasional customer who, you know, I skip it one week and then that next week I'm supposed to be mowing it. And then they're, they're, you know, emailing or texting saying, Hey, it's not really growing. Can you just skip it this week? And it's like, no, I can't skip it this week because I've given you a price based on the amount of time it's going to take me to mow your lawn. There's going to be times in the year when the lawn is growing like crazy and I'm having to go, especially like with me having to bag lawns and bag clippings or I'm going to have to, you know, stop three, four times sometimes with a bag full of grass. I'm going to have to carry that bag full of grass, super heavy and wet to go and dump it then come back and continue mowing. And then, you know, that lawn during those times is taking me way longer than it does when that initial growth kind of slows down and settles uh, into a rhythm. And I can do that, you know, same, say, for example, uh, yard where I may not have to stop at all, where I can mow the whole front yard and backyard and fill the bag once versus, you know, filling the bag two or three times during that heavy growth. But your price stays the same because I know that even though it's taking me longer these days, that when it comes to summer and now we're, uh, you know, maybe mowing only every other week on, you know, some lawns. And even though, you know, maybe technically it doesn't need a mow every other week, but 
it's making up for those times where I had to, you know, mow that really tall, thick stuff and I had to stop multiple times and all that sort of stuff. It all balances out. That's what your price is based on, is that right there, is that I understand and I'll give you a break. I won't, you know, if you're if you're not fertilizing and you're not watering and you're not, you know, doing that sort of stuff and the summertime and the growth slows down, I completely understand that. I will, you know, slow the mowing down from every week to every other week, but it has to be every other week. There's no other option. And the minute a customer starts playing games with that, that's where that mindset for me kicks in that I was explaining uh, just a bit earlier. And that's that as a single owner operator, there's only a certain amount of lawns that I can do in a day. So if I'm, you know, being an absolute 100% professional in my business and representing, you know, my company well, and I'm committing to you, the homeowner, that I will be there, rain, or shine. I will be there when the temperatures are scorching and I will, you know, just that reliability. You don't have to worry about. There's no excuses. Your lawn will get taken care of. That's my commitment to you when I'm quoting a lawn. I give those customers that complete outline of that whole service. They know and understand at that moment exactly what my business is all about. That, you know, it's a weekly mowing, that it'll go to every two weeks, that there's animal waste surcharges, that there's, uh, you know, surcharges if there's leaves on the lawn in the fall. They, they know everything. It's all ironed out for them. And yet they still, you know, occasionally some of them will still try and say, you know, it doesn't need a cut this week. Doesn't need, they forget, you know, uh, about that part of it. And they, you know, they don't remember those times where you were mowing, you know, that super thick grass. At the same time, once you've filled out your schedule and you've got that maximum number of clients for your business that you want, and this is what I'll tell customers. I'll say, you know what? There's you know, constantly calls coming in and I've had to turn down two other clients this week that were looking for regular weekly mowing because my schedule is full. And now you're asking me to skip along. You're, you accepted my quote with all of the terms of service, the weekly mowing, going to a bi-weekly mowing, all that sort of stuff was all outlined. That's what you accepted. And now you're trying to change that. And I've turned down other customers who were looking for a weekly client because I was committed to you in doing you know, the job this way that we both agreed to. And, you know, and, and I will basically leave it at that and say, this is why you're being, your lawn is being mowed. If you want to cancel your service, you can cancel your service. But otherwise, it's going to the terms that we both agreed on when you, when you were quoted. If you're changing the terms of your service, then your price also changes because your price was based on mowing, you know, on a weekly basis throughout the spring and fall, 
and then a biweekly, you know, so whatever the case may be, because it's all outlined in there, if they're trying to make any sort of thing, well, it's like, you know what? Whoa, 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 slow down. Your price that I gave you was based on that. The only way was based on, you know, the amount of time it's going to take me, you know, an approximation of kind of figuring out how long I think it's going to take me. Of course, conditions change. So it's an all an estimation, but it's all based on the only way I can, um, you know, get that sort of estimate is by being consistent. Of course, if I mow your lawn once a month, it's going to take me a heck of a lot longer than mowing your lawn every week. And, you know, so having that consistency of knowing that I'm going to be there every week allows me to better hone my prices, to better know what it's costing me, how to be profitable on that job and all that sort of stuff. So the moment a customer starts to change that, it's like, well, okay, that's great. But, you know, either we do all your mowing every week, you know, consistently, again, we stick to this, you know, what you're quoted, otherwise your price is changing because now you're changing that consistency that I based my pricing on. Once you understand that, that, you know what, if a customer that you're pricing a job for, you feel is underpriced, if they don't want to accept your new price, the mindset shift has to be that, you know what, I'm a single owner operator, I can only do so many jobs. So if this customer leaves, that just gives me an empty spot to fill in a full price customer, somebody who will be more profitable. Somebody who, you know, maybe that last customer only wanted mowing every 10 days or every two weeks. Well, getting rid of them means that now I have a space available for somebody who wants weekly mowing, for somebody who wants, you know, who's going to be priced more profitably, who instead of that customer who was a, you know, and it, and it typically is always the cheapest jobs too, uh, are the ones that are going to complain. It's never the ones that you're charging the most for. Uh, that's my experience. At least it can happen. But in the most part, it's those ones that um, are the cheapest or the ones that are like the first to call, um, you know, if it's turning brown or or something like that, uh, or complaining about costs or looking for deals or things like that. Uh, so, you know, having that mindset shift of knowing that, hey, if I bump up this price, two things are going to happen. Either they're going to accept it and now I'm profitable on this job and we can continue on. Or two, they're going to, you know, say they can't afford it or whatever the case may be and say that they don't want to continue service. And that's fine because now I've got an open spot for a job that is profitable to fill. And in this industry, there's so much work out there. You know, there is, once you understand the magnitude of work that's out there. And that's why I'm never frustrated or, um, you know, worried about competition and things like that, because there's way too many houses that I could ever handle mowing on my own, even with a bunch of companies out there. There's just so much work out there uh, to do. So, you know, once you understand that, then it's like, okay, it's not an issue. Uh, just go on. So now the other thing, uh, 
that I wanted to uh, talk about as well, as far as raising your prices is throughout the year, what I'll also do, I talked about how the first mowing of the year, what I tend to do is, is charge those lawns cheaper than, um, you know, what I would typically want to charge those lawns because I'm sort of out of that, um, rhythm of, uh, mowing lawns for, uh, you know, from the winter and all that sort of stuff. You've had a, a bit of a break and all that sort of stuff. So you've had, uh, some time and your mind is kind of out of that, uh, like I say, that rhythm. And I tend to price those first lawns, um, not correctly. Those first couple lawns. What I will do though, is like I said, it's usually like that first or second lawn. I start to raise my prices incrementally. And by the time we're into full swing, like into April, uh, and calls are coming in like crazy each and every day for people that want mowing, because now I'm at capacity. I'm at that, you know, very, you know, I'm either full or very close to being full for my schedule. I just start and I know what those, how those, you know, prices are. The, the marketplace will, you know, they'll tell you what the maximum price is, right? If you're priced, they say that the rule is, you know, if you get too many people accepting your quotes, then you're pricing too low. If you don't have enough people accepting your quotes, you're pricing too high. So there's that sort of that nice balance in the middle. What I tend to do is knowing how to, you know, know my numbers. I know what my profitably my profitable hourly rate is. All the stuff I talk about in my How to Price Lawns Profitably course, I I know exactly what my profit is going to be on each of these jobs. But because I'm at capacity, because I'm an established business, what I start to do is I just start to play with it, and I start to go, okay, well, my next quotes, I'm not too worried about these. I don't need to get these jobs. So I'm going to start to push the prices. So I start to experiment and say, what happens if I price this one that I would typically do, say, for $45 or $50, or whatever the case may be? What if I start, you know, quoting these ones at $60? What happens? Will these customers accept it? Will they not accept it? And what I found is that you start getting some of those. And it's like, well, this is fantastic. Now I've got this regular weekly client priced at $60. What I, you know, might have priced uh, at, uh, you know, uh, $45 before or $50 before. Now I've just pushed that profit on that job. So I start to play with it. And, you know, of course, you don't get all of them. But like I said, you're not doing that when you're starting at zero with no clients. You're doing that when you've got, you know, a full list. And it's like, well... I don't really need the work. I'm completely full now. But if that person's willing to pay more, then yeah, I'll take them. You know, I will work extra uh, hours or whatever on that particular day to do those jobs because they're paying a premium. And then that way, I also have the confidence to say to the customers that maybe, you know, are on that lower limit and they need a price bump that, hey, if they don't want to accept a price bump, well, I've got this other lawn that I just priced at 60 that will, you know, fit right in there. And, uh, you know, there's no issues there too. So there's 
a lot of ways to do. And that's the best part about being an entrepreneur is once you figure it out, once you, you know, decide, like think about Apple computers, for example, you know, what does it cost them to build an iPhone, to build a computer and look at what they charge for those compared to, you know, spec for spec for something that is like, you know, the Windows equivalent or the Android equivalent or whatever like that. And, you know, the Apple's always way more money and their profit margins are insane, right? They push that limit. Other companies are, you know, maybe making their phones or their computers for, you know, that same amount of money might be costing them the same, you know, some, there's some other premium phones out there that are, um, like I remember a few years ago looking at like Samsung Galaxy Notes and stuff, and they were, you know, a very high quality phone as far as like the construction of the phone goes. It was a very nice phone <clears throat> versus uh, an iPhone, but the iPhone was way more expensive at the time. And I saw throughout the years how Samsung has now been pushing their prices and pushing their prices to go, well, you know, they're charging this much for their iPhone. Ours does way more stuff. So I'm going to, you know, we're going to start pushing the prices, pushing their prices, and, you know, the market will dictate whether people will buy that stuff or not buy that stuff. So I do the same thing, you know, with lawn care. You push those prices. You look at Apple, you look at, you know, things like AirPods and things like, like you know, I was saying, like, they're insanely expensive when you think about it. But when you start using them and stuff like that, obviously, you know, Apple's famous for having a high satis customer satisfaction rate. So people will continue to pay those prices. I'm one of them. I love Apple stuff. And I will continue because it just, for me, it just always works. It works cohesively together. Whether I have an Apple Watch, an iPad, an iMac, whatever the case may be, it all just seamlessly works together. There's no having to figure out stuff. There's no having to... Um, you know, try to do anything like that. So for me, it's worth that money, but it is starting to get to a point where it's like, mm, Apple, like, really, do you need to keep pushing those prices each and every year for their iPhone or whatever the case may be? It's, you know, and it gets to a point where I look like here in Canada, I can look at an iPhone, say, if you wanted like the fully loaded iPhone max, whatever, like the biggest one. And it's like, like you can buy an, uh, a uh, a MacBook Pro for the same price as the fully loaded iPhone. It's like it doesn't compute, but they're just pushing those profit limits, pushing it to see what people, what the market will bear. And people year after year are always paying those prices. So they're going to continue to uh, test those waters and and see what they can get for their their hardware for, you know, their phones, their computers, all that sort of stuff. So you have to think in that. Of course, you know, I don't think if Apple was just starting out today and they're putting out, you know, their phones and they didn't have, you know, the uh, reputation that they have and the following that they have, that they would be, you know, hitting the marketplace with, you know, their first phones at that sort of price. It's because they've been able to build that customer satisfaction over the years with that product. And, you know, they're able to do that. So, you know, 
you're not going to do that in your lawn care business if you're starting on day one. You're not going to go out there and, and, you know, charge outrageous prices. You're going to start out, hopefully, knowing your profitable hourly rate. You're going to base those uh, prices so that you're not starting in a negative, um, you know, position. So you're going to be starting, you know, from a positive uh, starting point in making a profit on each and every job uh, that you're doing. You're going to avoid all those mistakes that everybody makes. And, uh, you know, you're going to start off on the right foot. And, you know, then you'll be able to, once you fill those client lists, you're already going to be making a ton of money, um, you know, because you're profitable. You're not losing money on those jobs. And then you can start pushing those prices and just seeing as an entrepreneur, just having some fun with it. What happens if I go $5 more in this neighborhood that I normally charge, you know, this much for? What happens if I go $10 more, you know, in this? Because you're not desperate for it at that point. But you have to remember, once you know those numbers and you know especially if you're losing money on a job, you know, if it's costing you money to do that job because of all of your expenses, then there is no, you know, the decision. You have to, you know, address that pricing ASAP. If you're making money, but it just isn't the amount of profit that you would like, then, you know, I would maybe hold off until the following year and then at renewal time, raise your prices at that point. And if you're at the point where you're an established business now and you've got, you know, a full client list, then I would just start playing with what the market, you know, what your profit, your profitable hourly rate is, you know, you know what that profit is, but can you push it? Can you start increasing the amount of profit and start picking up jobs like that? You're not going to pick up as many, but as you know, time goes on, you start increasing that uh, average lawn price for the lawns that you do. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.